0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3028 for Wednesday, the 11th of March 2020. Today's show is entitled Monads and Haskell and is part of the series Haskell. It is the first show by new host CRVS and is about 21 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is. A hopefully not too rambly introduction to functors and monads in and out of Haskell. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash (laughs) donate.
1: Hello, Hackers. This is CRVS for Hacker Public Radio with Monads and Haskell. (coughs) Now, that's a bit of a silly title, and this is about the fifth or sixth time I try to record this, but since Ken Fallon said that we're apparently running out of shows, here I am. Um, And... um, (coughs) To start talking about Has- about monads and Haskell of course um, I will start with uh, what the hell is a monad um, so before we reach the mo- reach the monad part, we need to talk a little bit about functors and um, uh, yeah. A little bit about functors and how they're actually defined and whatnot in Haskell. A little bit about how Haskell thinks of um, classes, uh, type classes, as a replacement for objects in uh, most object-oriented programming languages. And, um, yeah, let's just get into it. So, a class in Haskell is a very different thing from a class in, uh, let's say... Java, Uh, really a class in Haskell is more like a virtual class so to define an actual object of class C, you first define what is the class C, meaning what are its interfaces and then you define a, a type a as being of class C by providing the implementation of these interfaces. Um, and I here I said type instead of object specifically because that's how Haskell sees um, objects or algebraic data types really. Um, <coughs> and so you define your type class to have uh, certain interfaces and uh, then you define your type to have you define those interfaces for a given type and that you call an instantiation of the type class among the type classes of Haskell there are a few more well known than others Uh, and by far the most well known are of course the functor and the monad so before we get into the monad it's pretty much ma- it's pretty essential to understand what a functor is and a functor is a really 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 simple thing um it comes from um it comes from basically this uh, branch of mathematics called category theory which I'm just gonna go tangentially into right now, and the idea is. So let's say you have, um, let's say you you have some algebraic structure you want to study. You want to study groups. What is a group? Well, a group is a uh, set with an operation with a binary operation that has certain. Um, certain restrictions on that operation Um, and then you not only want to study groups but you also want to study how can you make like another group, other groups from starting with smaller groups and uh, whether you can have a group within a group so on and so forth and um, all of these things are done, are made by having functions between different groups and then when you have a function from one group to another you if for example the function is um one to one then you know that you can just embed the smaller this the group where a function is from to into the group where your function is to and this function needs to satisfy some restrictions in order to not break this group structure so that is about groups. Uh, sets pretty much the same, but it's even simpler because there's no structure to be dealt with, like the only structure is the, the elements themselves. And um, pretty much as you start, th- or vector spaces also, and we, when you put a vector space into another vector space you do th- 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 so by a linear transformation. And every time you do something like this, you sort of figure out, okay, so you have these objects, and they have their little structures that they have to satisfy. And aside from that, the only thing I'm really interested in, how do I map from one to the other? So this is where category theory comes in. Uh, It lets you think about about the situation where you have a bunch of objects that have some underlying structure, each of them, and then you want to figure out, uh, and then you want to... Play around with how you map from one to the other. And in Haskell, you really have just the one category, which is the category of types, and uh, so each object of the category is a type in itself. Um, For example, integers is a type, so it's an object in the category. Uh, Lists of integers is another type, and uh, I have a function from integers to lists of integers that just takes an integer and puts it into, uh, as the only element in the list, for example. Um, And so this is what category theory studies, it studies these things. And um, of course, then you're brought to think, what about uh, if I want to study the relationship between a category and another category? Well, that's where functors come in. So, just like functions, or, uh, yeah, let's call them functions, and within a category, from one object to another, tell you how you modify one object to sort of fit it into the other one. A category, uh, a functor tells you how you modify a category to fit it into another category. But remember, Haskell only has one category. So you only have one real type, of or one actual functor. Or all functors are of this same type. Functors from the category of Haskell types to the category of Haskell types. And we've already seen one of them. The list creation uh, functor, the list functor. This functor is a functor that ta- uh, 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 that goes from the category of Haskell types to the category of Haskell types, but specifically to the category of Haskell types that are lists of other types, and this is very uh, very um, simple and very important to understand. Um, also, there is this uh, well known other other uh, monad which is also a functor, which is the, the the maybe monad. It goes from the category of Haskell types to the category of maybe a type, maybe types so these are types that can be either nothing or just something just something can be really anything here, really but nothing uh, nothing, and just are the keywords like the type constructors nothing is a um, you can think of it as a, it's a nullary type constructor in the sense that it takes nothing and it is nothing just like think of it as none in python and then um, the just operator takes any, an object of any type and produces a type of uh, uh, and and produces a type of maybe that initial type. Okay. So I already dropped the f word here, the functor, of course, and um, now. Why are what's so formidable about them? Well, nothing really. The functors are just this—you can really think of them as design patterns, where you have—they um, have these uh, properties that you can map over them. Or the most important part of a functor is that, well, sure, you know how know how to take an object from type A to type F of A. F being your functor, and uh, you also, if you know how to take take an, an element of type A into type B, you also need to know how to take an element of type A to type uh, type f of A to type f of B. And this is what we mean when we say that well, functors are the things that you can map over. So just like if you have a list, you can map over the list by substituting each element. You can map f over a list by substituting each element of the list with f applied to that element. Same thing with functors. Um, If you have a functor f, you can take it an, an element of type f of a by mapping a function f from a to b into an element of type f of b. And uh, here, basically you would go from for example, from lists of integers to lists of strings by uh, cal- by showing by doing show on the string. For show is the function that basically takes any object that is showable and makes a string out of it. Uh, for example, if I do show three, then I get the string the string whose only character that only has the character three. Okay, so that is what a functor is, and it's nothing really more, and like this is sort of the the tau of functors. So what about monads? Well, monads appear in, uh, and this is how I learned about them, it was in uh, while studying category theory. Um, basically a monad is a functor from a category to itself, so a Haskell functor can be a monad. That has two things. One, it has what is called a natural transformation from the identity functor to itself. Meaning that, basically, if I have any object, then there is a function, not a functor, a function that maps that object, uh, that type, to the type, uh, to monad of A. So, a function that maps every element of type A to type monad of a, and that is um, that in Haskell is called uh, the return functor, the return function, which is pretty different from return in other languages. Um, and uh, finally, you have this uh, product operation, and the product basically says that if I have a monad applied to itself then I can get the monad applied only once so if I have um, let's say I have a monad m so if I have m of m of a then I have a function that takes m of something of type m of m of a and outputs something of type m of a and uh, it's important that there are functions here so this is basically what makes it into a natural fu- transformation: is that they're functions, and not you don't actually need a, f- a functor to go from one category to the other because you stayed within the same category. Okay. However, this um, this is not the case. Uh, this seems. Uh, and so I wanted to learn about fun- about monads in Haskell. And so I s- tried to apply this intuition, and uh, that just got me more confused, because when you reply- when you, um, when you define a monad in Haskell, and remember monad is a type class, so it has its these interfaces that you need to define, and interfaces are the return function, and this other binary operation that you call bind. And uh, how is bind defined? Well, bind is defined as a function that takes a, an element of type monad of A, and a function that takes a type A and produces a type monad of B, and then producing a function that uh, then produces an element of type monad of B. Okay. So how do you actually get this from this... Um, Operation that uh, I said that I said before, this function that I said before that takes a type monad of monad of, uh, of a into type monad of a. Well, it's pretty simple, really, because a monad is a functor, so you can map over it. So if you have a function, uh, uh, if you have um, an element of type monad of a and a function that goes from type a to type a uh, monad of b. Then you can apply that function on uh, over. You can map that function over the monad of A to get an an element of type monad of monad of B. And once you have an element of type monad of monad of B, remember that what defines the what defines a monad, in terms of category theory at least, is this having this. aside from the return, is having this operation that takes an element of type monad of monad of a to an element of type monad of a. And here I have an element of type monad of monad of b, so I can get an element of type monad of b. And this is the absolutely natural way of uh, implementing it. However, in Haskell, you need to do it the other way around. You need to define how you do this operation uh, uh, monad of monad of a into monad of a, from this bind opera- binary operation called bind, that takes uh, an element of type monad of a, a function of type a to monad of b, and produces an element of type monad of b. And um, so, what what is so what is so difficult here is that when you look at the types, and now you want to figure out how would you create your um, your product operation and here is this product because it's quashing two monads uh, in one two applications of a monad into one well how would you get it out from the just the monad of A? Of just using the bind because the, this is what you use to define the monad so you need to be able to define everything else you could eventually do with the monad from it and return of course. Uh, But in this case we only really need this part. So it's actually exceedingly simple. Um, All you need to do is to pass the is to define the operation. So there's a naive intuition which is once we once you see that what the bind operation does is it maps over the monad maps the function the second argument over the monad application and then applies this product you just need the monad application to do nothing and then you will get the product uh, and then you will get the product out so this gives you a naive idea which just says well bind apply bind where the second argument is just the identity. And the identity is, of course, the function that does nothing. It takes a type A and produces a type A. However, this should not type check, because we actually need a t- function of type monad of A... Uh, monad of, uh, we need to uh, give it a function from type A to monad of B. However, it does work. So it does work. Uh, it works and you get what you expect out. If you give it, um, if you give it in the list, uh, a list containing a, a li- uh, only containing a single list with a one inside, and you bind it to the identity, id, you get just the list with the single element that had uh, there, that was uh, within the list inside. Or rather, if you do it. Uh, if you do a list of lists, what you get is all those lists joined together, which is what gives this operation the name in Haskell, join, which can be obtained from um, data dot monad. Okay, uh, so basically, I just wanted to explain why this works. So the naive intuition, the naive, so basically I just wanted to say well there's this naive idea and this has how uh, and uh, now I wanted to explain why this would actually work and the idea is pretty simple really Uh, so the main hang up is that uh, the identity function goes from type A to type A and not from type A to monad of B however these are of course dummy types A. A is a dummy type and uh, if we let a equals to monad of b then um, because we're inputting, uh, inputting a monad um, we're mapping this over something that is of type um, monad of monad of a we're mapping over the first monad we really have a type, an element of type monad of a to monad of a but but if we let c equals to monad of a, then we now have an element, a function of type c to monad of a. So it does in the end type check. Once we renamed it, once we renamed the types. To give us a function of type a to monad of b. And uh, so, I have like some show notes on a post I wrote on my blog. Which I will um I will just add it to the show notes and the link also, and uh yeah that's that's all I had to say for today and uh thank you for sticking with me and uh, have a nice evening, oh yes, and uh follow me on social media or something. I don't know, you don't need to no, you don't, yeah. See you next time. This is CRVS for Hacker Public Radio. Have a nice evening.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself.